Tornado warning! Tornado warning! A tornado is coming this way! That's right! A tornado of fun! It's Lil Miss Kate, Ward of the State. When we last left Lil Miss Kate and the Kate Kateers, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell, personal tutor and former heavyweight champion of the world Lucinda Sheraton, and a horse named Fiorello, they had just embarked on a fantastic adventure that we cannot describe to you now due to a gag order from the United States District Court for the Eastern District of New York. But trust us when we say that you really missed out. And so, we begin today's episode, let's say, in a car driving up the rocky roads to Niagara Falls, where Lil Miss Kate's parents wait, unconcerned and indifferent to their daughter's fate. But first, kids, how many times has this happened to you? You've brought all your little chums from the brickyard over for a nice plate of charcuterie, only to discover that all your brie and gouda has gone moldy in the dry August heat. What will the admissions council down at the golf and tennis club think of you now? But wait, you've got Ingenuity Industries' all-synthetic cheese-related food product. America's top scientists have done you a favor and eliminated the need for cheese by creating a chemical-based loaf as sharp as any cheddar, as sweet as any mascarpone, and as smelly as any Limburger. That's Ingenuity Industries' all-synthetic cheese-related food product. Dogs hate it. And now, back to Lil Miss Kate, Ward of the State. Gee, it sure is nice to be back on the road after doing whatever it was we were doing before this. Don't you agree, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell? Kate, there's nothing I love more than sitting in a car with you, wind in my hair, horse behind the wheel. Nothing, that is, except my fiancé, Upper West Side ingenue Patricia Rosenstein. I just hope when I finally meet my parents in Niagara Falls, which is where we are headed right now, I'll finally understand what love is. That sure will be a sad day when I have to stop being your personal tutor and return to my carefree days of being former heavyweight champion of the world, wandering the wild and mysterious realm of the Middle West in search of treasure and bloodlust. Well, get used to it. As soon as I'm reunited with my parents, I'm done with you, squares. <laughs> Fine, Vero. You can come, too. I paid too much money to the breeder to give you up that easy. Nothing's gonna stop us now! Is everyone all right? Kate? Lucinda? Fiorello? Car? I'll check under the hood. Here's the problem. We're out of gas! Fiorello? I told you we should have filled up at the last gas station. I don't care that you grew up in New Jersey where it's illegal to pump your own gas. Now what are we gonna do? We should ask the people that live inside this spooky old mansion if they have a spot of petrol. Of course. It looks like they'll be happy to receive visitors. There's already 10 police cars out front. Well, let's just do it and stop standing around talking about what it is we're gonna do. Okay. Climbing free solo up the winding garden pathway, the parentless preteen and her semi-legal guardians clamber their way to the front door. Fiorello takes hold of one of the several iron door knockers and knocks three times short, two times long, and one time to the rhythm of the star-spangled banner, the traditional hobo code for safe passage through troubled waters. Yes? Hello, sir. I'm Lil Miss Kate, Ward of the State. You know, from the radio. 
and this is Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell, former heavyweight champion. I'm sorry, the mistress isn't seeing anyone tonight. There's been a death in the family. Death? We just defeated her like three episodes ago. Let's go take a look, gang. Really, I must insist. Whoa! So, uh, once again, for the record, you discover your husband's body just after the grandfather clock struck nine? Yes, Detective TBD. I was just returning from my nightly constitutional in the wine cellar. I passed Jenkins in the hallway, furiously cleaning one of our Winchester rifles, before coming into the drawing room here and discovering my beloved August lying on the bearskin rug, twin gunshots between his eyes. All right, I think we got enough information. This is clearly a classic case of unprompted, motiveless suicide. We'll be on our way. Hey gang, this room's got a dead body in it! My word, a child! I'm sorry, madam. I attempted to halt these interlopers in the foyer, but they seemed quite insistent that they enter. Jenkins, you backhanded buffoon of a butler! Who are these interlopers? Why didn't you stop them in the foyer? I'm Little Miss Kate. We're in the state. And this is... Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell? Hey, we got a fan in the house. Geraldine? I didn't know you had already fled the Hamptons for your autumn home here in upstate New York. Everyone, this is Geraldine Pumpernickel, wife of August Pumpernickel. The, the Pumpernickel, Pumpernickel bagel, bagel Magnate? Magnate? The late Pumpernickel Bagel Magnate? <gasps> <gasps> Solomon, it's lovely to see you in your entourage. You know how much August and I enjoy having you and your fiancé, beautiful Upper West Side ingenue Patricia Rosenstein, over for afternoon opera. But I'm afraid those days are consigned to history. My wonderful octogenarian husband has passed, leaving me with nothing but this house and an enormous fortune built on boiling dough. A likely story. <gasps> My sister-in-law, Evangeline Pumpernickel! That's right, Geraldine. Hand me my hat. Thank you. That's right, Geraldine. You've wanted my brother dead for years in order to get his fortune. A fortune that belongs to me. A very different person than you. A likely story. <gasps> Horace Rye, my brother's arch-business rival! That's right. I used to be the top supplier of ethnically ambiguous breads from here to Newark before Pumpernickel moved in on my turf. I had just come over to sign the papers to sell my company to him, meaning that the fortune should belong to me. A likely story. <gasps> Oh, Albert Einstein, winner of the 1921 Nobel Prize in Physics? That's right. Pumpernickel stole the recipe for a dough made of a combination of sourdough starter and rye while we were working together on the Manhattan Project. Ipso facto, the fortune belongs to me. Now, stop right oh, there. I'm so old. Excuse me. Oh, uh, please, I'm you. old. No, I'm I would completely disagree. Please, I'm old. Quiet! Finally, 
I haven't said anything in like a page and a half. Now it's clear to even my super powered 11 year old brain that all of you had a motive to kill what's his name. So I guess it's up to me to solve this case and figure out who done it. That's lovely, sweetheart. But why don't you leave this sort of thing to the police, huh? The who? The police? Keepers of the law and order with an iron fist and a little to no oversight. I've never heard of you in my life. Inspector, let the girl play her game. An outside third party will be able to objectively figure out why my husband committed suicide and who did it to him. I'll lend you a hand, Kate. My particular brand of insight into the mind of the leisure class will be indispensable in this investigation. Lucinda, can you give us a hand with that magic truth-telling leather blackjack of yours? No! Sounds good. Let's make like esteemed newspaperman William Randolph Hearst and start interviewing. Now here's a regular who has done it. Can little Miss Kate solve this mystery in the mansion? How about you, the listener? Do you think you're better than America's favorite peanut butter cup, little Miss Kate, ward of the state? Well, tough guy, how about you see if you can solve this case? Keep an ear out for any clues. While I was yelling at you, Lil' Miss Kate and Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell have taken up residence in the famous Pumpernickel drawing room. The fireplace crackles as the Madame Geraldine Pumpernickel, distinct from her sister-in-law Evangeline Pumpernickel, sits down to recount the horrors she's seen. All right, wise guy, spill it! Give me one good reason why we shouldn't turn you over to the police right now! <clears throat> what my partner slash ward means is... Tell us where you were before finding your husband's body. Well, we had just finished our supper of chopped cheese on pumpernickel. Write that down. After that, we retired to the bedroom for our nightly procreation session. You see, August has always wanted a son that he can leave his enormous fortune to. Unfortunately, his work developing his famous bread at the Manhattan Project has left him as sterile as the culture in Connecticut. And without an heir, his remarkable wealth would default to you, his significantly younger wife, yes? I don't like to get myself involved with all that lawyer business. I understand. Fiorello handles most of my affairs. <laughs> I went on my way to the wine cellar, passing my sister-in-law's room in the spinster's wing. She blathered on about some vendetta or injustice or perceived slight against her. Who can tell anymore? And after your walk, that's when you found the body? Yes! It was right after I saw Jenkins, the eternally put-upon butler, cleaning that gun with a bloody rag. The butler? Jenkins? Cleaning that gun with a bloody rag? Wow, what a swell guy! Anyway, I think we've heard enough. Thank you for your time, Geraldine. Hmm. There sure was a lot of suspicious details in that testimony. Good thing you wrote it all down. Wrote, wrote what down? Next witness! Thank you for joining us, Miss Evangeline Pumpernickel. Excuse me. Allow me to put on my hat. Oh, the tangled web of my brother and I spans decades. We did everything together. Our first steps, first day of school, first invasive surgery. Of course, when our nation called, we fought in the Great War together. 
One night, while digging our trench through the Zone Rouge, we stumbled on a mysterious crystal skull. Well, we left the battlefield right then and there. That sucker got flipped for 5,000 Swiss marks cash. Looking out over Paris from the turrets of Notre Dame, we made a deal. Whoever didn't get murdered would get the money. And look who didn't get murdered. That means I get the whole pumpernickel fortune. Sounds like you get 5,000 Swiss marks. Earlier tonight, I was waiting outside August's office for my turn to scream at him. Horace Rye cut me in line after Jenkins, that buttoned-up buffoon, let him back cut. Horace's shouting was a reprieve after the butler spent ten minutes screaming, I, Jenkins the butler, am going to kill you. Hmm. Jenkins the butler said, and I quote, I'm going to kill you. He said, I, Jenkins the butler, am going to kill you. Ugh, I need an eraser. So you are writing things down. Writing what down? Can I finish my story? I have important puttering and murmuring to do. Try me. Just try me. I got so fed up waiting, I retreated back to my room in the spinster's wing. Ah, yes, by the nursery. No. I spotted Geraldine walking by, and I decided to yell something. Yell what exactly? Oh, just some vendetta, or injustice, or perceived slight against me. Just to feel something, you know? Do I ever? Oh, stupid lamp. That'll be enough, Miss Pumpernickel. I gotta cool off. Any luck, folks? I know I figured it out, and I haven't even read the back half of the script. I do these things cold. Can you believe it? What? Get back to the script. I'll do my job and you do yours, Mr. Producer. Anyway, I think Albert Einstein did it. He's not talking. Oh, he comes He comes back later? Well, am I right? The scene starts when I say it starts. And it starts right now. So, anyway, to sum up everything I said in the past five minutes, one... I hated the guy. Two, I was selling my company to him. Three, I should get the fortune. Four, that butler, huh? Saw him planting evidence when I came in. There's a butler here? He keeps getting mentioned. In fact, it feels like we keep underlining everything he does. Underlining what? The butler. Everything he does, like cleaning that gun and... Planting that evidence and screaming about how he's going to kill that guy who died. I want to talk to Einstein already. Yes? Whoa! Professor Einstein, thanks for meeting with us. I'm a fan of your work, though I have some quibbles with the methodology of your last paper. Can you tell us your story? Of course. I was born in the German Empire, but moved. To Switzerland. Hmm? Ultimately renouncing my German citizenship. In 1896? Mm. In 1900, I attended Swiss Federal Polytech. Of course! In Zurich! Well, you know the rest. Patent Office. Mm. Theory of Relativity. Mm. Nobel Prize. Mm. Fleeing Europe during the Nazis' rise to power. Mm. Manhattan Project. Mm. Honorary member of the Plumbers and Steamfitters Union. Mm. Playing violin with the Juilliard Quartet. Mm. Bowling at 300, and then I die in 1955. Yes, in the future. Well, it's like I always say. <gasps> He's taking off his glasses. It's all relative. 
<laughs> anyway, the butler did it. Thanks so much. We'll be in touch. Ooh, the anticipation. Any one of these suspects could have done it. It being murder. Let's now join Lil Miss Kate by the rotting corpse of August Pumpernickel as she reaches her verdict. <clears throat> Attention, everyone! Attention! Eyes down here, please! I'm Lil. Thank you. Now, after a thorough, independent investigation, it's clear you all had a motive to kill this man. And it was all the same motive. Money. Oh, oh yeah! Yes, yes, yes! I know the identity of the killer, and they're in this room right now. <gasps> the killer <gasps> is, <gasps> without a doubt... <gasps> Who could it be? I'm waiting with bated breath, and I'm sure you are at home, too. It's no one. He died by suicide. But... That's what I said in the first place. I know! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Now that that's settled, why doesn't everyone leave immediately? Jenkins! I knew it! I knew it all along! A perfect locked room mystery with no loose ends. Our writers really know their stuff. Well, I'm on the last page of this script they handed me, so I guess this is the end of this page. There's more on the back. Okay, let's see here. Oh, it just says that, uh, Loomis Kate got gas, or whatever it was she needed, and is on her way to Niagara Falls. Man, am I thirsty. Welcome back to Farm Information. Get out of Missouri. No. Lil Miss Kate, Ward of the State, is written and created by Seth Finkelstein and Teddy Dinner. Mixed and produced by Liam Sr. Featuring the vocal talents of Lizzie Fury, Josh Nasser, Anna Rock, Seth Finkelstein, and Teddy Dinner. Our artwork is by Roxy V. You can find her work at at Big Huge Frog. Like what you hear? Leave us a tip at ko-fi.com slash lilmisskate. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Thanks so much for listening.